to talk. I got to tell what I feel. I got to talk about my life as I see it. Biggie. Welcome, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the KRP Radio Show. I'm your host, Pudgy. You guys know what it is, man. January 27, 2013. It's a new year, baby. You know, you guys know how we do it, man. We do a B.I.G. on this show. We do it B.I.G. If if this is your first time ever listening to this show, you guys better get used to me saying we do it B.I.G. because that's how we do it. So shout out to everybody out there, man, who does it B.I.G. out there as I... uh, Try to adjust my mic. <clears throat> Hope you guys can hear me clearly. Anyway, um, getting a late start on the show. It is what it is. Had some sound check problems. You know, we like to have things clear for you guys. And, uh, you know, I do appreciate the people that let us know that uh, when we're rocky or when we're breaking up and, you know, this, that, and the other. Definitely got to give a shout out to everybody out there who listening on the West Coast, baby. I see you guys out there on the West Coast checking out the show. So a B.I.G. shout out to you guys. And I imagine... That a lot of you guys are waiting to hear uh, the guest that we have coming on tonight, who's a, a, a novelist. He's an uh, he's amazing he's an amazing guy. You know he he's he's a writer. He's a very creative guy, and uh, he's so creative that he uh, he got me to read his book. <laughs> and the book was titled uh, uh, "Black People Can't Be Republicans" or or. or uh, Something like that. I hope I hope I got the title right. I, I'm pretty sure it's Black People Can't Be Republican. Uh, and the name of that man is uh, James W. Lewis. Shout out to James Lewis, man, who's going to be with us in just a little bit on the KRP radio show. So uh, I know you guys can't wait to hear that or debate that or, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know what today's going to hold, man. I don't I don't know. I feel kind of shaky. I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, maybe those two weeks off the air you know, kind of, you know, still got me rocky or got me rusty. You know, I don't know what it is. But anyway, got to get back into the swing of things, man. And last week, we had a great show. Uh, shout out to everybody who came through last week. And uh, they listened to my guest, uh, Ryan. Uh, how can I get that mixed up? I cannot believe I did that. I cannot think of his last name. But uh novelist, great writer, uh, 
of the of the uh trilogy um I'm sorry he wrote the book South of Bigsby Bridge that's a that's a book that I did read and uh an amazing book uh first person somewhat uh it was also a little bit uh non-fiction but you know it had a bunch of fiction in it um you know a great book man it, it really talked about you know the trials and tribulations that some people go through in fighting off demons so if you guys out there um you know, haven't heard of the book or haven't heard of the novel, uh, make sure you check that out and uh, show this man some love. Or if you didn't hear last week's episode, you guys can log on to blogtalkradio.com backslash KRP radio show. And on there, if you go to the, uh, actually, if you click on the picture, you'll see all the details of all the previous shows that we've had. Uh, Definitely, you'll be able to catch last week's show Normally, that's the show that plays right on the queue. Uh, it will be the first show that you could come to. So, you know, make sure you guys check that out and, and you know, listen to some of the shows that we've done before. And uh, Ryan Winfield was the author's name. Sorry about that, Ryan. But Ryan Winfield was the author of, of the book South of Bigsby's Bridge, uh, Bigsby Bridge. So make sure you guys check that out. And, uh, it, you know, we had a good talking last week, man. We we, tat- we chatted. You know, we talked about some things that most people probably don't ask him about. You know, I'm, I'm a non-traditional host. This show doesn't go by any format that anybody likes, I'm sure. It's a format that anybody appreciates, but the people who are listening now. So, B.I.G., shout out to all you guys for listening to a show that has just a total different format. Uh, we talk about everything. We talk about politics a lot, you know, talk about politics uh, a whole lot. And uh, we talk about life a lot. We talk about spirituality. We talk about religion. You know, it is what it is, man. That's what we do on the KRP radio show. And, you know, we try to share some share some values and share some knowledge with each other. And, you know, we talk about things that really matter. We don't go into the, you know, the, the Jay-Z did this or the Rihanna did that. You know, I, you, you got all these news outlets out here, all these media blogs and you know, Twitter's full of that, and you know, it's it's all over the place, man. So, you know, I just I just don't choose to talk about those things. Now, if if there's something that's mainstream, something that's going on, you know, I don't mind talking about the mainstream things that's going on or the things that most people are talking about. And you know, like for example, the Super Bowl is coming up. The Pro Bowl is tonight. Shout out to everybody out there watching the Pro Bowl. The Pro Bowl is faded away to me. It's not what it used to be. For God's sakes, I can't figure out why. For all my NFL fans out there and all my sports fans out there, I can't figure out why in the world they will play the Pro Bowl before the Super Bowl featuring some some of the people that play in the Super Bowl. I don't I don't understand that. You know, maybe can we get that on the Facebook? Let's ask that question. We'll, we'll, let's ask that question and maybe we can read some of those out. 619-638-8559 is the number. We got to go to a commercial because in 2 minutes 2 minutes someone else is coming on the show that I know a lot of you guys tune into and and listen, I'm not mad that you guys tune in just to listen to Charlotte for a second. Like, I'm not mad about that at all. Because if it was me, right, and I didn't like Pudgy and I didn't like really listening to the stuff that I talk about, but I wanted to save a couple dollars, I would tune into the show just to, just to listen to Charlotte myself. So anyway, coming up in two minutes, we got Charlotte from StretchingYourBudget.com. While we go to this commercial, you guys check out check out the website. It is StretchingYourBudget.com. 
www.charlotteholdings.com. Charlotte Holdings is going to come on here, tell you guys how to live a little bit more frugal, talk about a website, and who knows what kind of tips she might have for you guys this week. Don't forget, you can check us out on Facebook and on Twitter. On Twitter, at symbol K-I-R-P Radio Show, at symbol N-C Pudgy, that's me, K-I-R-P Radio Show. You're rocking with the number one black conservative radio show, South Eastern United States, baby. Over 8 million. We doing big things. We'll be right back after these messages. Check out this Confunction Love. All your trucking needs, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. That's Allen's Trucking LLC, owner Brian Allen and BA Welding Incorporated. For all your trucking or your welding needs or transportation needs across the country, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC out of Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Their number is 919-426-5455. Again, 919-426-5455. If you have transportation needs and you need to get your equipment there on time, make sure you contact Allen's Trucking LLC. Hey Cam, thanks a lot for coming to my school today. No problem, Nate. I promise to exercise and eat right. Don't forget 60 minutes to play a day, right? And I'll grow up to be big and strong like you. Absolutely. I'm playing the NFL. Yes, sir. I'm dressing number one. Maybe. Become the starting quarterback of the Panthers. <laughs> okay. You can be my backup. Excuse me. And make Panthers fans forget about you. What? And become your mom's favorite player. Whoa. Remember this number, 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock or the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the life ever. Shirley is an online indie department store, born with the ideology, community, and self. We believe that a garment or accessory created by an independent designer can do more for our community on a deeper level. The ability to wear someone's imagination is a beautiful event. Purchasing independent means wearing something unique while supporting those around you. The designers you support could very well be your neighbors, friends, and family. Embrace your indie state of mind. Shop indie. www.dechcheri.com. Daycheree. What I got a problem with is the stripper myth. You know the stripper myth. This is a stripper myth that's being perpetuated throughout society. The stripper myth is, I'm stripping to pay my tuition. <laughs> no, you're not. There's no strippers in college. There's no clear heels in biology. Shit, man. I didn't know they had a college that only took $1 bill. And if they got so many strippers in college, how come I never got a smart lap dance? 
I never got a girl to sit on my lap and say, if I was you, I would diversify my portfolio. <laughs> Welcome back to the KIRP radio show. Baby, the number one black conservative radio show, talk radio show, Southeastern United States with over 8 million listeners. And it is now time for the Stretching Your Budget Report with none other than Charlotte Holder. Going to come show you guys how to save a little money. Charlotte. Hello. Hey, hey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good, you know. I'm kind of tongue-tied a little bit. You know, I don't know what's wrong with me, man. I can't. I think I just, we were off for too long. We can't do that again. <laughs> have to get back into the same thing. Yeah, it's, I feel like I'm nervous or something. I mean, it, maybe it's this cold, cold, cold beverage that I have. <laughs> maybe so. <laughs> I'm used to drinking Depends coffee. what that beverage is. <laughs> no, nah, it's just juice. I'm just not going to say the name. Because, oh, okay. You know, they got they got to cut the check. You can't say no names around here. But anyway, <laughs> how you doing this Sunday? And uh, what do you got for us? Um, well, good. Just been battling sickness in our house this week, but other than that, we're good. Battling sickness? Ooh. Yes, you know, it's that time of year. Ooh. <laughs> flu. The flu is out, man. I was in New York and uh, just a little while back, and I was watching the news, and they were talking about, you know, they had a flu epidemic out there. You know, it was, I guess it was pretty bad. You know, people, a lot of people were in the hospital. Yeah, people are dying and everything. Yeah. Crazy. It, we gotta try to duck that stuff. We don't. We don't want it down here. No, definitely not. Ah. So, um, what do you got for the people today, man? Um. Well, I thought Super Bowl's coming up. I would talk about a few ways to save on your Super Bowl party if you are having one. <laughs> oh, let me let me get my pen for this. Cause yeah. All right. Let's go. All right, Charlotte. You got the floor. I'm out of the way. Go for it. <laughs> okay. Well, we don't typically have a Super Bowl party, but I know many people do, so I thought that I would pick a topic that might interest um, the male audience, maybe. Um, So I just wanted to give you one little quick, um, I guess you could say, what is the word I'm looking for? One little quick bit of information about the Super Bowl. Um, So anyways, uh, I'm sure you didn't know, because I certainly did not know this, but 30 million... um, Excuse me. In um, out of in America, thirty million pounds of snack food will be consumed during the Super Bowl. So I'm tongue tied too. What's up with this? Um, so that's a lot of snack food. So you can imagine how much money is spent on snack food and beverages and all that kind of stuff alone for Super Bowl parties. So um, of course, my number one tip, and this will always be my tip for any event you're planning or. Um, basically anything you're trying to do, start early. Um, So I know we only have a week away really now before the Super Bowl, but that's okay because, um, you know, you're still getting ahead of the game. And all of the stores, grocery stores, um, you know, pretty much anywhere you might shop, they're going to have tons of deals on snack food items and beverages. Um, you know, I've seen a ton of sodas, buy one, get one free this week, pizzas, wings, all kinds of appetizer stuff. So even if you don't coupon, now's the time to buy because all of the stores are recognizing that people are buying for the Super Bowl. So, um, you know, it's really just a good time to stock up on that stuff. Just check, you know, 
kind of check around your stores, see which one might have the better deal. I know that it's not um, always fun to not be convenient, but if you can, just look and see what stores um, and the flyer or whatever seems to have the best deals and then choose that store. Um, for those of you that do coupon, go raid your pantry or your stockpile. Um, if you're like me, my stockpile is fully furnished. So I could basically walk down there and, and pick out multiple things that I could use to take to a Super Bowl party um, if I was going to one or if I was hosting. So, you know, look and see what you already have. Get creative. If you've got um, a block of Velveeta and a jar of salsa, mix those together and make up a dip. Um, you know, whatever it might be, just look in your freezer and your pantry and just try to find some ways so that you don't have to spend or at least you have some items um, that you already that you already have and maybe forgot about. So don't forget to check and see what you already have. Um, another thing that I would say to do is, um, you know, go light on the decor. Most of the time at Super Bowl parties, and for you guys out there, you, I'm sure you can attest to this, you're just there to watch the game. You do not care about what it looks like. So um, for the ladies that are trying to prepare, just keep that in mind and just, you know, really do very minimal de decoration. If you do decide that you have to do decoration, then you need to try to do um, solid colors so that you can reuse the decorations that you bought, um, you know, maybe for another party, a birthday party or um, another event, event that you might have. So just think on, along those lines to, to try to go basic and um, maybe so that you can get some more use out of it and you're not just wasting your money on one event. Um, another tip that I have, and I use this a lot, um, is to have friends or whoever's coming to bring something along. So whether they bring um, a side dish or a beverage, napkins, whatever it is you decide you want your guests to bring, you know, do not hesitate to ask. That's something that we are um, seeing more and more um, with friends and parties, groups, get-togethers, that kind of thing. It's kind of a potluck thing, so just have people bring stuff. Don't be afraid to ask them, um, and that will help you save without having to spend so much money. And then my last little tip is to use your crock pot. Um, it's a great way for you to be able to cook kind of in bulk, so it takes you less time. You're not spending a lot of time in the kitchen, and you're able to put a lot of stuff in there and just kind of let it cook. So. Those are just a few of my little tips on making your Super Bowl party easier. I ain't cooking nothing. Let me just be clear. You Real clear. Pizza? No pizza? Uh-uh. Nah. Yeah. Nah. What is, See, no food my, allowed? Yeah, you can bring the food. See, it's one of them Super Bowl parties. B-Y-O-F. Bring your own food. B-Y-O-F. There it is. B-Y-O-F. Bring your own food. I'll supply you up with some drinks. We got a whole lot of water. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So see, don't be afraid to ask your guests to bring whatever. <laughs> I'll even splurge. I'll tell you what. I'll even make some sugar water. How about that? Oh Lord. <laughs> yeah. So don't go to Pudgy's house for your Super Bowl party. <laughs> nah, see, don't. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it ain't like that, man. Shout out to all my sugar water drinkers out there too. By the way, the, the di diabetes in the cup. <laughs> by the way. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Don't try this at home, right? <laughs> yeah, don't don't try that at home, man. I, I had to let I had to cut that loose too, man. All this sugar and stuff, man. S seriously, shout out to everybody out there who's fighting the diabetes battle. 
definitely a serious battle. So, you know, folks, we got to cut back on some of these sugar and these preservatives and this fat and all, all this. And anyway, anyway, we're talking about a Super Bowl party. I don't want to spoil that. So, Charlotte, let me see. What's the what's the most popular Super Bowl food? I'll start to post that on the thing, but I'm just going to ask you. What's the most popular Super Bowl food, and uh, wh- how can we get that at a budget? That's what Do you I'm have the about. answer? Am I guessing? No, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm kind of. I'm, I'm, I'm really asking. I'm really asking. What do you What do you think it is? Uh, well, my opinion would be wings. Wings. Mm-hmm. I think you got it right. I think I heard it somewhere my first, before. My first pick is wings. My second pick would be pizza. Yeah, it's probably be a tie. You know, wings yeah. or pizza. I saw where. Um, and, and, I, and I hate to do this, man, but shout out to Papa John's, man. B.I.G. shout out to Papa John's. They're doing a promo where if you go to their website, papajohns.com, okay, I did the drop. <laughs> go to papajohns.com. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, they got that plug-in for cheap, too, a couple pieces. But go to papajohns.com and uh, papajohns.com, excuse me. And if you click, you know, what do you think the coin toss would be, heads or tails? And, and they did something similar to this last year. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you that. click heads and tails, you know, if you win it and they, they got your info and they'll send you a free pizza. So, you know, mm-hmm. shout out to Papa John's for that, man. Be looking for those deals out there at PapaJohns.com. They definitely do what you want and uh, they'll give you what you like. And, you know, they make some good quality pizza. So shout out to PapaJohns.com. And make sure you guys go do that coin toss thing, man. See, Charlotte's all about saving dollars. And she's always telling you guys how to live a little bit more frugal. And now Pudgy's, you know, it's rubbing off on me. B-I-G, baby. Yeah. That's what we do. Aren't you proud of me? Yes. I'm super proud of you. Really? <laughs> I like the name drop. Usually you're so good about that. I'm, like, blurting it all out. <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I, I got some arrangements on the loaf. <laughs> it wasn't totally free, but, you know. Shout out to Papa Johns. They got another plug. Now that one was free. I, I didn't plan on that one. I, I got my six in already. They got a they got an extra one. So shout out to you, Charlotte, man. <laughs> Stretchingyourbudget.com. Big things going on over there. And um, what's on your site right now? I just want to throw that out there to the people before we get out of here. Well, my site has had a few tech- technical issues, so this weekend I haven't put anything up. But um. For those that are local, the circus is coming to town, so that's kind of a big thing on our site. It's kind of wrote a review about that. We go every year, and good fun times for all. Yeah. Um, but just deals, we're kind of focusing on Valentine's right now, so the focus you'll see is saving money on Valentine's. So Ooh. that's kind of what you can check out. That's what we, we're kind of focusing on right now. So. I think everybody wants to save money on Valentine's Day. I, I imagine, especially the younger couples. But you know, younger couples they they definitely OD on Valentine's Day. But you know, yeah. It's, what is it when you get like you've been married for a long time and you just kind of forget about? Nah, eh, just another day. Uh, you <laughs> love every card. day. You know, you the, 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 the Valentine's is in the rent. The Valentine's is in the gas, <laughs> the utilities, the kids. It's all love, man. If you love properly, you ain't got to worry about those holidays. But at the same time. I think you should somewhat celebrate them at least and, and acknowledge your loved ones. So, you know, this is what it is. Everybody's got their own way, I suppose. Yeah. That's, so, a, that's what we'll be talking about the next time. All right. Sounds good. Hope you guys look be looking for that, man. Charlotte Holder's coming back. Stretchingyourbudget.com. She's going to come back, folks, and let you guys know how to save money on Valentine's Day. Is she not B.I.G. for that? 
I mean, is she not super? Can we get an applause for that? That's super Beyonce. <laughs> we appreciate that. Charlotte, before you go, any shout-outs, please? Uh, you kill me. Yeah, you know. I'm well, you know, I always have to give a shout-out to my husband once a month. So this will be his for January. <laughs> He's in there with the kids. Feeding them brownies and ice cream, so whenever I get off, they'll be hyper. <laughs> Must be nice, brownies and ice cream. I like that. I like that. Yeah, well, I made the brownies before I came home, so <laughs> I did part well, of the work. <laughs> save me one, because I, I don't know when I'm going to get it. Just put me one in the, in the. don't you guys got the, like, the butter tray in the fridge? See, I'm telling my hottest spot. Never mind. Just save me one. <laughs> Shout out to you and your family, Charlotte. Definitely appreciate you coming on the show, man, and, and letting us know how we can uh, improve our lives, you know, save a couple dollars, you know? Definitely. You're welcome. See you next week. See ya. Have a good week. All right, later. That's Charlotte Holder. Folks, stretchingyourbudget.com, always coming through, showing us a lot of love. If you guys ain't getting shown no love out there, Charlotte's come through and she show us some love. You understand? Anyway... Got to go to another commercial, folks. I mean, because we have to pay the bills. But I, I have to ask this question, right? I have to ask this question. This one simple question. Just one. Are you ready? I know y'all ready. See, y'all paying attention. I'm not going to ask it. When I come back, I'll start the questions, and then we'll bring on our host. Don't forget, folks, in just a few minutes... We have a B.I.G. guest that's going to come on the show by the name of James Lewis, novelist, author. James Lewis is going to come on the show. He's the author of a book entitled Black People Can't Be Republican. Dag, I just spilled my question. Anyway, I'm going to ask him when I come back, try to take some calls and see what you guys got to say about that. You're rocking with the number one, number one, number one black Republican or black conservative radio show, Southeastern United States. Y'all got me saying Republican, but, you know, that's mainly who I roll with because, you know, the Democrats, they, they just ain't mess with me like that. Anyway, got to go. We'll be right back after these messages, folks. Don't forget, you're rocking with the KRP Radio Show. Check us out on Twitter, at symbol KRP Radio Show. Also, check us out on Facebook. That's facebook.com backslash KRP Radio Show. And you can also find me somewhere on there on Facebook and Twitter. If you want to look me up on Twitter, hit me up at symbol NC Pudgy. I'm always talking about something and, and, and don't don't get offended. Don't don't be so 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 soft. You know man, I, I got things that I believe that might you might not agree with. I mean, you know, it is what it is. Anyway, you're rocking with me and everybody else out there. My name is Pudgy. We'll be right back after these messages. Thanks for rocking with the K-I-R-P radio show, baby. Yeah, that's how we do it. And this is why we number one. Go into commercial, man. Rock with your boy. Adidas. You don't call yourself a superstar. That's for other people to say. And you don't come out the south side without a few people having your back. Chicago is my home, my love. It's our time. This is a story about my family, my team, my roots. This is a story of D-Rose. 
only the beginning. I'm all in. All eyes right here. This is our year. I thought it was last year. Turns out I was wrong. None of us would walk in here and settle. That's how we are. I forgot what I was going to say. Patrick, I want 100% commitment. Because I care, man, okay? Who are we? What the heck is going on in here? Sorry, Coach. I just got a little carried away. All right. They were good. For a chance to be in the locker room on game day and more, join these NFL fan offers and make your season epic. Sixty thousand North Carolina families are affected by autism. One out of every one hundred ten children born today will be diagnosed with autism. If you have any questions or need support, we can help. The Autism Society of North Carolina can be reached at eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Again, that's eight hundred four four two two seven six two. Remember, 60,000 North Carolina families are affected by autism, and one out of every 110 children born will be diagnosed with autism as well. If you need to reach them by the web, the address is www.autismsociety-nc.org. You can also reach them on Facebook, Twitter, and you can reach them on YouTube. Love somebody today. Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists, then Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com. The number one online music tournament. Then it dawned on me where she got it from, because I met her dad earlier that day. Her dad had one of those laughs, I call it the rich white guy laugh. You know what that is? It's a laugh that's followed by an awful joke. The joke doesn't make you laugh, but the laugh eventually makes you laugh. And he found out I was a comedian, he kept trying to tell me jokes. He's like, oh, so, uh, so you're a comic, right? Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, oh, all right, all right, all right, listen. I got, um, I got a joke for you. You can, you can keep it if you want. I don't mind. Um, all right, all right, all right. You ready? All right, okay. <laughs> all right, this is crazy. It's so good. All right. So I'm at, I'm at the office. I'm at the office. I tell this guy. I said to him, what did I, wait, what did I say? Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. All right, all right, all right. I got it, I got it, I got it. All right. 
So I'm at the office, right? I'm at the office, and uh, I tell this guy. I said to him, I said, hey, uh, pass me the stapler, but when you pass it, make sure staples are in it, because if it isn't, I can't staple anything. right at me while he was doing yeah. <laughs> That's Kevin Hart, man. Shout out to Kevin Hart out there doing big things out there. Kevin Hart is uh has has really exploded on the scene, man. He's he's doing some big things out there and uh you know, for a while they, you know, I I love comedians, man, because comedians they have their posts on the whole entire uh, uh, country or, or the whole entire world, depending on where they're from. But, you know, just, just speaking on, you know, comedians that, that are American, it, it seems like they have their heart and their hands on the whole community, you know, from, from all aspects. And, uh, you know, when you're a community, when you're, when you're a comedian, you get to like, you get to say things that, you know, majority of the time people couldn't get away with or, or majority of the time that, you know, people will be offended by. But you know, when you're a comedian, you can just blurt those things out, and and majority of the time, and, and and I did say majority now, majority of the time, people will laugh about it. You know, they they be in tears and in stitches about this stuff, man, and it's crazy because, you know, in any other arena or any other uh, uh, atmosphere, if those same things were talked about seriously, um, people would be offended. And and a fight would probably ensue. I mean, who who knows what would happen? So you know, I I figure I said to myself, you know, when we were talking about not to myself, I said to the team rather, when we were talking about what we were gonna do and how we were gonna grow the show, I said I wanted to do something a little bit different. You know, I wanted the show, and and I've always wanted the show to really reflect the people. Um, I don't know if if if, if uh, a lot of you people out there have seen. Uh, and yeah, I just say you people, damn it. I don't know if a lot of folks out there have seen the video uh, for us by us, you know, when we were actually doing a, 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 a like a pilot for the TV show for this radio show, with, you know, from which this radio show uh, uh, spin from came from. So, you know, basically this radio show is a spinoff and I've always wanted it to be about the people. So in in that small clip that we did, it was in the park. And I think we were in Queens, New York, and we were talking to a lot of people in the park, and we came up on these kids. And, you know, we just started talking about realistic things, man. And it's only a small clip. I'll see if we can't get that put up. But it's only a small clip. And shout out to He's Zion, too, for who shot that, too. He's Zion Rome and Anna Carrillo Groomberg and, you know, the big-time players in media out there. They did things with Deepak and Oprah and you name it. The list goes on. Working with T.I. right now. Shout out to T.I.P., too. It is nonprofit. Got things going on. B.I.G. But, um... You know, like I was saying, anyway, I wanted this show to be more so a reflection of what people talk about in barbershops, um, what people talk about in the bathroom, what people talk about at the water cooler, you know, what people talk about when they're riding around in their car, when they're sitting on the front porch or, or when they're watching the TV show together. I also wanted it to be a reflection of, you know, what parents say to kids and, you know, somehow when me being so damn political and and with all the things that I had going on, I kind of lost that, I felt like. I felt like I lost that, but at the same time, I know I did some good because the things that we were talking about were very uncomfortable. 
Um, you know, and people people didn't commonly whether they whether they were Democrats or Republicans, they didn't commonly like to hear from a, a, a me a hip hop. Uh, rather young, a young adult black man. You know, a lot of people just didn't want to hear that from me, and and there was a lot of reality in the things that I was saying. You know, people just didn't feel comfortable hearing it from a rather young, hip hop type black guy. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I know some of the things that we did last year was definitely some good, but you know, the reason I'm going with the, a little bit of comedy this year and I'm bringing some authors on is because comedians have their pulse and their hands on the nation. Um, they can tell you through a joke um, some of the things that you see, some of the disparities that, disparities that, that you see, uh, some of the things that you see on TV and in the media, or, or some of the things that you hear. Um, they can also cover some misconceptions that that people think that you know just aren't commonly true. And you know, so you know, I'm gonna try my damnedest to bring a lot of more comedians on, and and, and or getting clips. I'm going to try my best to cover more things that, that people talk about in their everyday lives, even political facts, because that, that's just me. That's just what the show is based around, and that's what we're going to talk about. So I'm also going to talk about political things and disparities and whether you like it or not. And, you know, I'm also going to give my opinion, which is a very high, um, very opinionated. I always got something to say about something, and that's just me. Um, the thing is, you know, we've grown significantly. We, we're over 8 million, you know, listeners right now, and that's B.I.G., and, you know, we got plans to keep growing and growing and growing, and who knows where we're going to end up. But this year will be a little more edgy, folks. This year will be a little bit more, it, it'll be different. It's just, it's going to feel different. The vibe is going to be different. But, you know, I think we're going to do some good for more people out there than who we touched before. Because, um... You know, frankly, in, in some of the things that I believe and some of the things that I talk about and, and some of the crowds that I'm involved with, I think I lost the people that I got in this for. And I also think that's what's happening in the nation. It's like, for example, you vote in your uh, your representative. You vote in your representative. He goes to Congress. He's doing his thing. He's supposed to, last time I checked, He's supposed to represent you. He's supposed to represent his constituents. But what happens is when they get to D.C., they seem to have the swell head syndrome. You know what I mean? That That's that's the syndrome when somebody hits you in the head with a hammer, when, when your head just keeps swelling up the size of a watermelon. And, and that's what happens to these politicians, man. They get the swell head syndrome because, let's just face it, we do it to them. We do it to them. We give them a rather a, a way above average salary, okay? Not whether they deserve it or not. I'm just saying this is what we do. We pay them in, in excess of $100,000 a year, okay? Uh, we give them benefits out of this world, okay? Or, or we offer them, or this is what they get from this job. And every time they open their mouths, the media is talking about them. So that makes them a little bit rock star-like. Every time they go to a convention or they come to the city or there's an issue, you know, someone's calling their office and they got all these assistants around them. So, I mean, you got to understand what happens here, man. These people, a lot of the times, they leave small towns and small communities and small cities and then they go to D.C., which is a really, really, really fast and really, really, really big city. And then we throw them up there with all these other politicians and they get the swellhead syndrome. So while they're supposed to represent us, 
they get up there and they start representing their own ideas or the ideas of the most powerful person that are around them, the person that is that is uh, uh, stimulating their mind, the person that is training them, or the, the person that is teaching them, and they forget about what the people want. And and this is what happens in Congress. This is why we lose our politicians. This is why we can't get anything really, truly accomplished. And this is what happened with the KRP radio show. You know, I didn't get the swellhead syndrome because – I mean, I, I've I've been on levels a lot bigger than just just this radio show, but I'm I'm just saying, I lost the true essence of why I started doing this show, and the true essence of why I started doing this show was for people who just didn't get it. And let's just keep it 100. There's a lot of people out there who just don't get it. There's a lot of people out there who only look at the news. There's a lot of people out there who only look at Facebook, man. I promise y'all, there's a th- there's probably millions of people out there who get every single their polit every single bit of their political facts from Facebook, and not only from Facebook. Now here, here's the, here's the amazing part, right? Here, here's the amazing part. I got to stand up because I I can't keep sitting down. It's killing me. The amazing part is they get this stuff from from like not news sources, but the most admired person on their friends list. I mean, let's so let's keep it 100. Now, I mean, you got you got to think about who we're dealing with. Like, we got a lot of people who the most admired person on their friends list is is some uneducated clown. I'm keeping it 100. It's keep it real pudgy. So y'all got to rock with me now. So uh, there's also a lot of people, and and y'all can get mad at me about this one, but it, it is what it is. There's a lot of people on their friends list. The only, the most admired person that they have on their friends list is their uneducated, politically non-existent, hardly understanding preacher. Keeping it one hundred. So a lot of people on their friends list, the only, per, the most admired person that they have to get their their political news from. Or, or their their uh their 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 advice from is the preacher, their homeboy, their boss, their coworker, or people who just don't have a a a a, a real grasp on or or the real reality on what's going on out there. So as I'm saying, I'm keeping it 100, and I know it's bothering people. I know people are like who are you to talk about my preacher? Listen, I'm not singling anybody out. I'm just telling you what I see, because just like comedians, I'm pudgy, man, and I, and I feel like what I see and the things that I talk about and the different places that I go and the people I interact with on all different levels, from thug to club bug to misfortunate to a bum to doctors, lawyers, preachers, teachers, professors, politicians, you name it, CEOs, I kick it with a lot of different people, and I'm here to tell you people are very comfortable within their groups. So when they group themselves and they stay within these groups and no one can penetrate those walls or no one cares to penetrate those walls or cares to penetrate those groups, the most admired person that they have to listen to doesn't even know what they should know to be giving somebody else advice. And this is what happens, folks. This is what happens with our politicians. This is what happens in our schools. Like there's a lot of parents out there, man, and, and you know I, I know I know some folks might get offended by this too, but there's a lot of you parents out there who don't even talk to your kids about anything. Like your, your kids don't have a clue about nothing. 
Your kids walking, to be honest with y'all, a lot of y'all kids are walking around clueless as hell, don't even know what's going on in their own backyard. You want to know why? You want to know how I know this is true? Because, and shout out to my brother Rashad Woods, and we, we were just talking about this, man, and we both run a nonprofit, too, by the way. Okay, I love being a black father and a loving father society. Check us out. We need your donations because we're definitely doing work. Okay, but listen, we run a nonprofit, okay? We also have mentors, mentor programs, right? But we also talk to our children. I mean, I, we really kick it with our kids. We don't hold no punches. Like, my kids can tell you some things that grown folks should know and they don't know, and I'm not bragging about it. I'm saying this is where we need to be at as parents. So anyway, how I know this is true is because he and I were talking about some things that our kids don't even know. We spend a lot of time talking to our kids. So I can only imagine what some of the kids, some of your kids out there are feeling. I can only imagine what some of your kids out there are thinking. I can only imagine what some of your kids out there think they know. Because half of y'all think y'all know, and y'all don't know a damn thing either. Stop being so selfish, folks. You got to stop being so selfish. And you got to stop looking at these other groups and saying, you know what? They won't come over here and interact with us. Take your ass over there and interact with them. If you want to know what a CEO know, go to where CEOs go. Whether that's school or the place is cool. If you want to know like a CEO, you need to go hang around a CEO. Go to where the CEOs go. Go to classes. Take, take the same classes that CEOs take. Read a book written by a CEO. But don't sit on this side and, and judge those people and keep saying that, well, they won't come over here. They won't deal with us, or they won't bother us, or they won't help us, or they won't get down with us, or they can't rock with us. See, that, that that's the things that I'm sick and tired of. So me being a realist, I looked at all the success that we've had on this show, and shout out to the whole team. We got a bunch of college kids and a bunch of regular folks, man, a bunch of Tea Party people, a bunch of Republicans. Shout out to even the Democrats who, who appreciate the essence of what I'm doing and, and who also understand what it is out there and what's really going on out there. We got a lot of different people who say, you know what? Pudgy need help. The show is damn near broke. We do pay for ourselves, and we do pay for a couple things and a couple people, but you know, we ain't rolling like the FM stations out there because, let's, you know, we don't have those kind of sponsors, and shout out to Adidas. But what I'm saying is we got a lot of people who were willing to help, a lot of people who came on board and said, you know what, I like what's going on over there with KRP. We're going to help you guys out, and, and whether they're tweeting or blogging for us or you know, I don't know, promoting for us or whatever they're doing out there. Shout out to all you guys. But we got a lot of people out there who understand that something different has to take place in this nation for us to be successful. Something different has to happen in this world for us to be successful. We got to start loving each other. We got to start working for each other. And for God's sakes, and I know I've repeated this twice, but let me go back one more time and tell you guys, get out of your comfort zones. If you want to think like a CEO and you want to know what a CEO knows, go to the places where the CEOs go. Whether it's school or the place that's cool, it doesn't matter. You got to do it. It's up to you. Stop being in your comfort zone and looking at these other groups over there and saying that they won't come over here and interact with us. Go over there and interact with them. Say hello. Say what's up. How you doing? What's going on over here? Do what you got to do to get involved. Do what you got to do to support yourself. Do what you got to do to be prosperous, man, and do what you got to do to take care of your own. 
Because what I see out here and what's really going on out here is a lot of disparity. There's a lot of people out there who are who are who are so hurt by what by you know what they thought was true. And they don't know how to react. So there are people out there that are lying dormant. They they won't do a thing in the world. They just they're just sitting still because and that's called a state of shock. They're just sitting there and they're looking and they're wondering like, wow, what happened? Yeah, I'm talking about the president a little bit. Shout out to Barack Obama. Yeah, I'm talking about that a little bit because I know I know people out there are shocked, man. There, there are people out there that stood me down. I didn't know what I was talking about, and this fiscal cliff thing came along, and I said I wasn't going to do this this year, but I can't help it because it's just the truth. The man was talking about 250k, and no one else will be affected but 250k and up. And the fiscal cliff diff deal came went through, and they went in the room, and and I'm talking about both sides. Republicans don't sit there and chant, cause I know it's a lot of Republicans out there like, yeah, get them, punch, get them, get them my ass, cause y'all y'all people fail too. By the way, that's right, your senators fail too, your your representatives fail too. They all went up in the room, they got this deal together, and you know who ended with the short end of the stick? Like I told y'all, who was gonna end with the short end of the stick? It was us, again. Once again, and it's going to continue to happen because you know what? We're expendable. Our dollar is expendable. The people can spend a little bit less. The people can make a little bit less. We can tax the people a little bit more. We're the ones that keep losing, folks. And until we understand what's going on out here, until we start holding these people accountable, and until we stop believing the number one person on our Facebook and Twitter's friends list you know, the most valuable person on your Facebook and, and, and Twitter list until we stop listening to those people. Because let me tell you, a lot of those people shouldn't even be opening their mouths because they don't, they don't understand what's going on. Until we start branching out a little bit and start reading for ourselves and stop listening to the most popular media outlets, even until we stop listening to KRP Radio and we go get the information for ourselves and stop listening to Pudgy, until we start doing that, we're going to stay where we are, and we're going to keep losing, and we're going to keep being the most expendable, and we're going to keep being taxed, and we're going to keep being in a state of shock. I got to go to a commercial, folks. When we come back, I'm coming back with the most controversial author. No, he's not the most controversial author. The man is excellent, <laughs> actually a brilliant novelist, a brilliant writer. With all jokes aside, this is a brilliant. This is a brilliant author, and uh, he's written several books, man. And and you know, I was on the road, man. I'm trying to bring myself down. But when we come back, we coming back with James W. Lewis, author of Black People Cannot Be Republican. The title of the book is Black People Can't Be Republican. He's gonna rock with your boy Pudgy a little bit, man. And uh, you're rocking with the KIRP Radio Show, the number one Black conservative radio show, talk radio show, Southeastern United States. Y'all know we do a B.I.G., man, and I'll be right back in just a second. Tweet it. Let somebody know what you're listening to. Let somebody know what you're doing. You're rocking with your boy, man. We'll be right back. Check us out on Twitter, at Symbol KRP Radio Show, at Symbol NC Pudgy. We're also on Facebook. You can check us out on iTunes, and the iTunes is growing. B.I.G., shout out to all my people out there who are listening to us on iTunes. We'll be right back in just a flash. Yeah. It's the same way he did when he was in high school. After school, he practiced, then he went to the gym. 
this is what he wants. This is the life he chose. And if you want it, you have to work hard to keep it and keep on going with it. So I believe he will come back. And when he do, I'm going to be at the Bull Center cheering for my baby. <laughs> Sound Shoe, the number one online music tournament, encompasses seven different genres, including hip-hop, R&B, country, reggae, reggaeton, pop, rock, and gospel. Music artists, log on to SoundChew.com to compete for a chance to have exclusive access to music listeners across the globe. Build relationships with other music artists and music professionals, plus maximize your exposure and gain worldwide attention. Music listeners, log on now to enjoy new music from up-and-coming artists that Vote for the songs you like best to ensure that your favorite artist wins. Also, check out the latest in music news. Music execs and producers, scout music talent to find your next big star. Musicians and voters, sign up for SoundChew today. That's www.soundchew.com. S-O-U-N-D-C-H-E-W. Once again, that's www.soundchew.com, the number one online music tournament. Could switching to GEICO really save you 15% or more on car insurance? Did the little piggy cry wee, wee, wee all the way home? You're home. Oh, cool. Thanks, Mrs. A. Skyco. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. K-I-R-P Radio! Remember this number. 9.8. That's not the time on the shot clock. Or the seconds left in the game. It's not the number of times I will light you up. Nah, 9.8 isn't any of that. It's ounces. And that makes this the lightest ever. Shout out to DMX, man, for his rendition of Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. 
welcome back to the KRP Radio Show, number one black conservative show, Southeast in the United States, man. We do a B.I.G. Shout out to everybody out there who's listening, man. It is Pro Bowl Sunday, and uh, I don't know if anybody's watching the Pro Bowl, but I will tell you this. Miami Heat, Boston Celtics game today, old school NBA. Oh, I loved it, man. Let me tell y'all, if... If you're an old school NBA fan, like you you had to appreciate that game. That game was awesome. I mean, the stars were born, the stars were shining, the stars were aligned, they were going head to head. It was the hard fouls and it was edgy. I mean, it's almost playoff time, so you know, I understand the intensity and all that, but you know, it it was it was a wonderful game, man. I'm the biggest NBA fan. I mean, one time I just knew I was I was going pro and you know, I had it all lined up, man. You know, I, you know, it is what it is. But uh, yeah, I ain't gonna say what I wanted to say. But <laughs> shout out to Kanye West on that note. Anyway, welcome back to the show, folks. And it is that time of the evening when we bring on uh, our special guest. And uh, this evening, I have a very, very, very special guest uh, by the name of James W. Lewis who is an author, um, brilliant mind, brilliant guy. I could I could definitely read over his bio that I have right here in front of me, but you guys know how I do with bios, right? I, I never feel like I can do um, justice for people, you know, some of the guests that we have on this show. I, I never feel like a bio is, is definitely justice. Like a bio is something that you issue out for people, you know, so they can understand your work, they can understand what you've done. But we have the living soul right here on the show, and I want to welcome you guys. And James, I want to welcome you to the KRP Radio Show, sir. How are you doing? I'm great, man. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. It is a pleasure to have you on the show. And uh, I know my listeners really appreciate having someone of your caliber on the show because, you know, we we just really gotten into uh, bringing on authors. We we've had a few authors on, but we've just gotten to the point where we're bringing on authors kind of late in the show last year, or I'll say middle in the show last year. And uh, we started out with the author this year. And um, you know, I definitely appreciate having you on, man. You you guys are to be able to write on a piece of paper and, and bring it bring it in perspective to millions of people out there. I think that's a special talent that everybody doesn't have. So welcome to the show, and I appreciate you being here. Thank you, sir. Thank you, sir. Appreciate that. Yes, sir. So, you know, James, let, let me start off like this, man. If you could, if you could just let the people know a little bit about yourself in your own words, you know, not by your form, just you know, whatever you want to say, just to let people know who you are, where you're from, what you do. Okay, uh, James W. Lewis, 41 years old. Uh, I'm starting a new chapter in my life right now after doing 20 years in the, in the military. So right now, I'm I'm, I'm doing exact. Uh, I'm doing a complete new slate, starting a whole new chapter, going to school full-time, uh, working on a, my undergrad degree in kinesiology and uh, exercise science so I can start a whole new career in, in, in health and fitness. I'm doing personal training, and I'm also an author. And uh, I, I, as you can see with some of the uh, things that I've written, I'm, I'm a very opinionated guy, so I feel like uh, I have a talent to, to put it to paper. So basically, I'm trying to explore all my passions, which is, Right now, health and fitness and writing and, and trying to do it all at the same time. So a lot of that makes me look a little schizophrenic. <laughs> but uh, but uh, that is exactly what I'm trying to do is just trying to, trying to just go full speed ahead on everything I like to do, man. 
it, it, it sounds like you're busy, brother. That's that's what it sounds. Yeah, like. I'm I'm pretty busy. Sounds like you're busy. And I like it like man. that. I like being busy. I like being productive. So yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna get into it, man. Um, sell out. I saw a book that you wrote, and I hadn't gotten it yet. I hadn't read it yet, but it was a sure. book entitled Sell Out. And man, I, I had to ask you about that book. I love the cover, by the way. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, the book is, is my is my debut novel. It debuted uh, in June of 2010. Um, it's about three individuals facing the struggle and the consequences of interracial dating, and uh, it just basically explores all the different viewpoints from a, a black female, a black male, and a white female, and their uh, their struggles with interracial dating and what led them to to, to "Quote unquote jump the fence." Um, so yeah, it was it was it was uh, it, it, I gave it gave birth to that book from a conversation I had with a gentleman who, who was going through a divorce with a he's a he's a brother uh-huh. going through a divorce with his sister and uh, he told me one night that uh, you know he said that he would never date another uh, sister again so he, he decided from that point because of his divorce he was going to date white women because I guess he felt like there'd be less. <laughs> You feel like there'd be less drama, and that, and that really intrigued me. I'm like, wow, why would you put a cloud on every single black woman out there just because you're having a problem with one of them? And right. that pretty much sparked the idea for sellout, and I wanted to, you know, explore that viewpoint. But then I figured uh, it may to like it may seem like if I write a book from a viewpoint of a black male trashing black women, it may obviously it may look uh, that it may look just like that. that I'm trashing black women only, so I figured I'll put a black a black woman in there with her viewpoint and a white woman to make it more of a, you know, all inclusive type cast. Sure. So it, it turned out pretty good. Wow. I can't wait to read that, man. That, that, <laughs> that, that's something that's happening right now. Um, um, James, I, 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 you know, man, I hear a lot of things, man. I'm in a lot of places and I hear a lot of things. And, uh, I overheard a conversation. I was in the office once waiting to meet with a guy. And, uh, I heard a conversation with, a bunch of beautiful sisters, man. A bunch of beautiful black women in this office. You could tell they were very educated, well educated, well you know, well spoken. Everything, you know, the top of the line, and uh, seem, seemingly, seemingly top of the line. And their conversation was, well, one of them said, "You know what? I think I'm done with dating black guys." And they didn't know that I was there. You know, I was just sitting there, just waiting. It was, it was a little bit after, you know, office closing hours. And, and, man, they went into a conversation, and they went in, and they were talking about a lot of different things. And, you know, I'm sitting there, and, I'm man, I'm not the type of person that keeps my mouth closed. But, you know, I didn't want to get kicked out of the yeah. – you know, I didn't want to get in that conversation because they thought they were in private, and they were talking to each other. And then when they saw me, they spoke and, you know, kind of kept it moving. But I, I, I'm just saying this. Listen, the conversation that I heard and the things that they were saying – Damn, it was true, man. It was true. And and I know it to be true because I got a lot of homies. You know, I got a lot of black uh-huh. homies, I got a lot of white homies too, but how do you if 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 you come up on a conversation like that and someone asked your opinion, how would you uh respond to that? If if so, you know First of all, what exactly were they saying? I'm kind of curious specifically what were they? What well, were they the the things that I was hearing were and and what let me let me explain this first what makes it true is that and that's the reason I said I had a lot of black homies and white homies the things that they were saying that were true were just men in general but not have uh, never you know 
them being black women that never dated white guys, they don't understand that this is just males, period. You know, they were talking about right. helping out and, you know, the, 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 the cleaning and the paying for this and the paying for that and not having any stuff together and being lazy. I'm like, you know, the things that y'all talking about is is 90% most men, period. So right. I had no rebuttal for that. Okay. Well, for me, I mean, I, I, I admit I'm pretty, I'm pretty, I have a mixed opinion on this, especially in regards to, you know, black women trying to find that, you know, that one available black man who has all the credentials and all that. Um, on one, on one side, I'm like, I can understand why they're so angry because there's a, already the pool is small. You already know about the statistics of, you know, black men in jail and this and that. And, and uh, and for the, a lot of, a lot of available black men that are out there in their eyes, in the black women's eyes, it seems like a lot of them are, are, are already jumping the fence. They're going to the white side. So, the pool is small, so I can understand the anger. But at the same time, we live in 2013. You know, people are looking at uh, interracial dating a lot differently than they did even 10, 15, 20 years ago. So I feel like, I mean, if you, whatever, whatever way you can find happiness, uh, it doesn't matter what the color of the person is. So I say just go for it, period. <laughs> but don't use an excuse of, you know, my the black man in my race are, you know, they they all suck and they all this and that as an excuse to jump the fence. I don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Right, 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 right. Wow. A lot of I black like men that. do the same thing. A lot of black men do the same thing. You know, black black sisters are you know, sisters are, are this, they're they're too fat, they're you know, they're 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 judgy, they got attitudes. That's the reason why I'm going to the, after the white girl, you know. <laughs> I found out when I was dating, you know, I found a lot of sisters who were ex- ex- completely the opposite. I mean they were you know, uh, they didn't have the attitude. They, you know, they went to the gym. They were working out. They, they, you know, were forward-thinking people, and they didn't, they didn't fit the stereotype. So I, I hate it when brothers put that, that cloud, that blanket on every single sister as a reason to jump the fence. But on one, on, <laughs> on the other side, I can kind of understand why black women put a blanket on black men as a reason to jump the fence. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Yeah. Oh yeah. So uh, I'm kind of I'm kind of iffy on on both sides, but the way the bottom line is, whatever makes you happy, if it's a person from a different color, go after it. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah, that's what it is. I think I think a book like yours is uh is definitely needed, you know, to say the least. It's definitely needed because people need to hear different perspectives, man. Because it, there's so many stereotypes out there. And and majority of the people that have stereotypes about others haven't even experienced anything that they have the stereotype about, you know. Yeah, and exactly. Yeah, that's that's the major part of it. But you know, and, and moving along, moving along. I, I just think I just wanted to talk about the book Sellout, and you know, I saw it. I saw the cover. I didn't read the synopsis of it, but I I just I just saw the title, and I figure I would ask you about it. You know, to kind of give the people and me a clue of what the what the book the book was about. Um, I also saw another book that you had, beautiful cover as well, um, titled A Hard Man is Good to Find. And, you know, I kind of figure what that one was about. But if, if you don't mind elaborating on that and, and what inspired you to write that book. Well, A Hard Man is Good, good to Find is, is basically a – it's completely different from Sellout. Sellout, the way I look at Sellout, is more of a main course meal. Hard Man is Good to Find is, is, uh, is fast food. You know, both of them can be satisfying. But a hard man's good to find is basically a story about 
uh, being careful with, with what you ask for. And it's an erotic comedy about a woman who goes through all the dramas of uh, of uh, dating, and uh, she she encounters a guy who it seems like it's is the perfect man, but she comes to find out that he has a particular issue. And mm-hmm. throughout the story, she's she's trying to figure out what the hell this issue is with this particular guy. And then later on in the story, you find out that she gets the shock of her life, and that's where a lot of the hilarious ensues. And it's pretty much like a slapstick type of uh, comedy story. So I wanted to kind of get away from some of the, the darker, deeper stuff from Sellout, then pull into something that's a little bit more uh, lighthearted. But uh, Hardman is good to find, so, yeah. Okay. Appreciate that. That's that's pretty good. Get folks out there. And uh how can people get a hold of this this uh this book, James? You know, oh, if they, they wanted to get these two. Uh you can go to my website, www.jameswlewis.com. Um most of the store, most of my books are on all the different online uh retailers, you know, main retailers like Amazon and Barnes and Noble, even Apple iTunes. So any any place where you want to get an ebook, you can find my book. But uh, you can get an autographed copy from me on my website. You can get information on that. You can find me on on my uh, Facebook page, um, author James W. Lewis. So yeah, I'm I'm all over the website, all over the, the internet. So you can find me and the books. Sounds good, man. James Lewis, folks, 619-638-8559. We're on the air with James W. Lewis, author, novelist, uh, brilliant writer. And uh, I guess we just found out that he's taking on some more uh, tasks in his life. So we got personal trainer, student, and and after a while it'll be philanthropist. So, you know, shout out to James with that, man. (laughs) Yeah, definitely all over the place. And, And that's a beautiful thing. I mean, you know, like you said, being busy is a major part of life and and you know I always say that uh you know I have to keep my kids busy you know for folks out there that don't know I have five children and I always say that you know I have to keep my kids busy and and also I have to convince them that I'm cool for as long as possible because when they realize I'm not so cool and there's somebody out there cooler they're not going to want to be around me as much and uh you know there's other things out there to get into so Shout out to all the parents out there, and definitely B.I.G. Shout out to you, James. Hey, let's take a call, man, before we start talking about, uh, you know, the book that we brought you on to talk about. You mind? No problem. All right, we're going to go to the area code 434. Uh, you're the only 434 call on the air. You're on the air with James W. Lewis and me, Pudgy. What's up? Hey, good evening, Pudgy. This is Mel, man. How you doing? Hey, Mel. How are you, brother? I'm doing good. I caught the tail end of that, and I said I would call in just to give my greetings and give a quick shout-out uh, to your author, who's the, uh, and who I just caught a quick background and glimpse in. And I just have one quick question to ask. Uh, how much do you, do you believe community service is uh, can be essential in terms of conservatives or Republicans uh, gain attraction in the uh, debate and discussion for the black community? Is that, is that, that question for me or for Pudgy? Yeah. I'm sorry, that question's for uh I'm sorry, brother, I can't can't, can't remember what your name is. Uh, oh, also Mr. James Lewis? Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, uh I guess uh, I think I heard the question was how how important is uh community service for Republicans and conservatives in the community? Yes, that's uh, yes, that was the question. I think it's it doesn't, you know what? For me, it doesn't really matter the uh, political affiliation. Uh, I, I identify myself as an uh, independent, but um, the Democrat, Republican, whatever, to be out in the community and and to uh, 
and to basically just show that you care, I think that 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 tells a lot. A lot of people, uh, a lot of times when we go, um, when people talk about what's going on in the community, they really don't know what's going on at all because they're not at ground zero. They're not in the trenches, mm-hmm. knowing uh, knowing exactly what the deal is. You know, they're not knowing mm-hmm. about you know that the mother and who's who's working four or five jobs, who has to uh, take the bus three different uh, routes to get to get to work and all this, all this and that. They may have heard about it, but they don't actually know exactly what the deal is unless they go out in the community and find out exactly what's going on. So to know what, what's really going on instead of what you read about it, it doesn't matter what political affiliation it is, I believe it's highly important to be out there so that you can, can speak on it because you know what the deal is. Well, you know I, I mean, yeah, I, I, and I appreciate that because the problem that I run into from time to time I've uh, volunteered to help out with one of the local NAACP chapters that's in a neighboring county, and because I am a conservative Republican, they have refused that help. I've, and that's a consistent trend from, I guess, the uh, higher-up echelon in the black community that we run it, that if I say I'm a conservative or Republican and I'm offering help, then it's almost as if they would rather continue struggling as opposed to accept the type of help that I offer. And I'm not the only person that goes through that. There's a lot of other people as well, too. Yeah, uh, that's one of the things that I'm sure we're going to talk about a little later. Uh, as an independent, I, I have a, I, I get a kind of like a, a window view by looking at both parties because I'm not completely affiliated with either one of them. But, uh, I mean, we're, one thing I completely do not like and don't understand is when black folks look at uh, a black Republican, black conservative, and they're automatically a sellout or they don't have anything to contribute to the black community. But what's ironic is most black folks have conservative views. So I don't understand why. So I assume when you went to the NAACP chapter, you 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 know told them what you would you would be there to do, and then somehow your political affiliation came up. And then from there, that's when it was like, you know, we don't we don't need your help. Well, actually, what happened was because of my political position, because I do a lot of blog writing, the uh, gentleman uh-huh. sought me out, and he had asked me for those ideas. And so when I demonstrated it to him in terms of individual, uh, vocational, education type of ideas for young men and what have you, I never got a response back because I'm not sure if it was. Uh, I don't think it was the quality of the content, but I think it was more so related because it was more independent based. I mean, independent based on individual uplift as opposed to uh, looking for more entitlement and assistance. If that makes sense. Uh-huh. Yeah, I. Mm-hmm. And I think we need to explore all the different issues because a lot of things that we've been doing in the community, we we're still singing the same song. You know, we still got mm-hmm. high crime. We still have high yeah, unemployment. Yep. We still have uh, a lot of the same stuff we've been hearing, you know, back in the day when I listened to, uh, you know, self-destruction. You hit it for self-destruction. We still, yeah. we still hear the same same thing. So we can actually conclude that uh, a lot of the democratic policies may not be working. So why not look at other avenues? Why not listen to other opinions? And I, well, and I, I, I think I think we should be open to that. Well, you know what? I guess you know we we move right into the book, um, James and uh, Mel. Get you to stay on for a second, James, if if you will, because I, I see the queue is lighting up. A bunch of people have, have called in here. Um, 
if you could go ahead and explain uh, the book that you wrote entitled uh, Black People Can't Be Republican, which I read, and I just read it again for a second time, man. And this book is awesome because of uh, the, the, the style in which you wrote it. But I, I'll let you tell the people, you know, what it's about. I appreciate that. Well, uh, the title itself, uh, I'll start off with that. It, it came from a conversation I, I overheard in a barbershop one day. So, But the, the actual book is a collection of short stories that explore different viewpoints uh, in regards to uh, important topics in the, in the black community. So it's a collection of stories. It's not just one complete book. Uh, and the black, black people can be a Republican is one of those stories. It's a, basically the lead-off story. And uh, the whole deal with that was I, was in the, I, I walked into a barbershop one day and I uh, saw a brother who was, you know, nicely dressed, uh, looked like he came from, a, like, a, a, a countenance convention or something like that because he had a suit and tie and stuff. And he, got, he was in a heated uh, debate with everybody in the shop. I'm like, what the hell is going on? So they were talking <laughs> about the... <laughs> They were talking about the uh, upcoming uh, election, and this was back in 2008. They were talking about the upcoming election and Obama and this and that. And, and the, I noticed the brother, he was the only one who was defending a particular side, and I realized he was a Republican. Everybody else, they were, you know, they were like, man, what the hell are you doing to, uh, being a Republican? One of them said, don't you know black people can't be Republicans? Oh. So, that's, <laughs> so when I heard that, I'm like, wow, I didn't know that. I didn't know black people could be Republicans. So that's the idea for the story came from that, and I, I figured why not explore other important topics that seem to have a lot of debate going on around it and, and write stories from not only one side of a point of view, but look at different point of views, too. Yeah, you did a great job on that, too, by the way. It was it was a great job with the mixed bunch of stories that, that all turned out for the positive. I mean, you know, reading this book, and, and people... Y'all got to pick this book up, man. If you haven't got it, you have to pick this book up, man. And I don't co-sign very much. My name ain't Oprah. But this book is good, man. I mean, it, you know what I'm saying? It's a good book to read. It's, it's a good book to sit down. And you could even let your kid, well, maybe. There's a couple few choice words in there that, man, your kids hear that stuff anyway. They probably say it at school. But I, I think the book yeah. is, is a good book to read. And, and it des- definitely have has a positive approach about it. And uh, you do a good job of shining different lights on the one particular topic from different viewpoints so i liked it for that man shout out to you for that big shout out to you for that for real because we don't get much of that that. that. yeah we don't get much of that in books today but so how do you feel personally about that though i mean you know about black people being republican i you know i'm one of those people who i don't get too deep into stuff i mean i'm not a deep uh, democrat i'm not deep into republicans I yeah. just look at it for what it is, and uh, I, I, I'm kind of like a common sense kind of guy. You know, we're not all the same. We're not monolithic. Uh, black people grow up in different kind of ways. We got people from the east coast, west coast, south. Um, some people grow up listening to a certain kind of music. You know, basically, the bottom line is we're all different. But mm-hmm. it seems like there are certain segments of the black community who feel like you're black, you're Democrat. That's it. And that, that way of thinking to me is, it's sort of like a crab in the barrel community. I mean, a crab in the barrel mentality is basically mm-hmm. saying if you if you leave this barrel and think on your own as a conservative, you, you know you're you're cut out. So you need to keep, come right back to this barrel and think like we all do as Democrats. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I know. I know exactly what you're saying. I I happen to believe the same thing. 
Um, Mel, we still got Mel on the air here. Let, let me ask, uh, Mel, did you have a question that you wanted wanted to ask James about? Because, you know, you brought this topic up a lot quicker than we wanted to. <laughs> oh, well, hey, Pudge, I do apologize for that. <laughs> no problem, no problem. No, it's cool. well, no, but I will just make a general comment. And I, and I do appreciate the recognition of seeing the um, – fear of the crabs in the barrel mentality. But my my concern is often, you know, I've I've ran into several conservatives and I always caution people, I don't believe in trading in one master for another, so I never advocate for blacks needing to be Republicans. I'm not a big person that, that Martin Luther King Jr. was a Republican thing. I I don't follow that too well. But um I I, I do worry that sometimes that there are some conservatives or black conservatives having that think that we should be just as committed to the Republican Party or the conservative movement as uh, blacks, we as in blacks, as uh, blacks are committed to the Democrat Party and liberal ideals that we have seen. They haven't worked. But at the same time, I promote individualism. And if you know what you believe in, you understand it individually. I may disagree, but I have to support it. We don't get that same recognition from the liberal liberal left side, and I'm not sure if uh, Mr. Walker sees that or not. Um, any thoughts to what I've just stated? I, I, I pretty much I, I agree with you um, in terms of individualism. Um, I'm like I said, I, I don't get too deep into the whole uh, conservative, Republican, Democrat, liberal movement. I I tend to just kind of look at the issues and make a decision based on what I feel is right for me. So um, I just feel like the bottom line is there are certain issues that we all need to explore, and it doesn't seem like there's, there isn't one side that has the complete answer. Uh, yeah. So we need to look so, at all sides. So with that, with that I, have a quick, I do have a quick question. Do you believe in uh, communitarianism in terms of black <laughs> folks having a communitarian <laughs> belief or mindset? <laughs> A communitarianism. Oh wow, that's a. <laughs> so we are we talking like back in the '60s with uh, like the civil rights movement, where? <laughs> yeah, that's that's basically it. That's basically it. I actually a lot of myself. I, I, you know what? To be honest with you, yeah, I guess, and because I've never actually heard. Uh, excuse my ignorance. Communitarianism. Did I say it right? Yeah, communitarianism. I mean, you know what? That okay. I may not be a. It may not actually be a word, but it sounded right to me. So. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I do completely feel that a lot of things that's going on in the community can be solved by the community, and not not by Amen. a top down. <laughs> not, not not by a top down issue. There are a lot of things at ground zero that we can do that I, I believe can can be fixed. I wouldn't say it can, can be can be completely fixed. We may need some help, but I believe there's a lot of things that in the community that we can't call on Obama or any other political official to fix that we can do better for ourselves. Hey, hey amen. I mean, I, I couldn't I couldn't agree with you more. Yeah, I, let me let me let me let me. Yeah, go ahead. What were you about to say, brother? That's that's our door no, to day I just, stuff. I just, I just wanted to make sure I wanted to see it. a word again. Community, communitarianism. I'm I'm googling it myself. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> it is it, is is basically. I mean, okay, we we can talk about that in a sense because I, I think the book is uh, the book speaks on some of the ideals that we share in the community. Some of the things that we talk about all the time, like. In in one, there's one short story in this book that talks about sagging pants, 
And man, yeah. let me tell you, man, I, as, I, through reading your book, I bust out laughing. I mean, loud a few times because, you know, I've seen myself in these conversations before. But um, uh. it, it, <laughs> the the sagging pants trend, right now. Yeah. If you ask me, that's something that started in our community, the black community, I think. Um, and and it. Or, or maybe it started with skateboarders, and some people say it started with farmers. You know, a lot of farmers wear their pants like that. I don't know why, but they do. And um, I thought it started I, in jail. Well, well, some people say it started in jail too. I mean, no one really knows where it originated, okay? But we all know that it takes place in different and various places. Um, yes. For for good or bad, you know, for good, the kids will say, hey, it's a fashion trend, and you need to get with the times, and da 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 da. You know, whether you like it or not. When I was young. Some people wore their pants sagging, but, you know, mostly it was one pant leg up and one pant leg down, and I was the yeah. coolest thing in the world when I had one pant leg up and one pant leg down, and you couldn't tell me nothing. So, yeah. you know, <laughs> when I compare those, right, when I compare those things, and I remember how it felt when people were trying to tell me, you know, I understand where the kids are coming from, but I also think that, you know, the sagging pants thing kind of is kind of, uh, not kind of, it's overline. It's you know, it's it's over the line. It's it's disrespectful. It's, nobody wanna see your ass. You know? Exactly. I don't I don't wanna have to see somebody's ass in the store when I'm shopping. I don't want my kids to have to see someone's ass in the store while I'm shopping and, and I just don't appreciate that trend while just having, you know, one pant leg up was you know, you saw my calf muscle. I mean, you know, big deal. So yeah. you know, I, I don't know how you guys feel about that. I do appreciate you touching on that in your book, but if you would elaborate on that and, you know, what made you write that and, and do you have any personal feelings about the topic at all? Well, when you, you, you actually kind of explore, uh, explore, uh, the, 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 the two different points of views in the story. I mean, there's a, there's a mother and a, and a, and a son and, uh, the mother's like, what the hell is this boy doing? Sagging his pants. My son got the nerve to be sagging his pants, pants that I bought. You know, good and well, we can teach him like that. But the the son had the same point of view as you were saying, you know, with the whole pant leg up and, um, you know, it's, it's a trend. So he's like, wait a minute, this is the way things are, are done now. It's a trend. You had a trend back in the day with, with Chris Cross. You know, they were wearing the pants backwards, and, you know, you had the tight Puma. So I, I try to explore both points of views. But as you were saying, too, is it, it, it is going over a line, man. It, and it, and it, it gets me on my nerves to the, to the fullest, man. I can't stand it. You know, because I, I live in – I live in uh, in California, but I have family in the East Coast in Maryland, and so I went back to Maryland. Uh, I think it was back in like April or something like that, and uh, I went out of town. I could not believe the number of people I've seen, grown-ass men, with their pants sagging. I'm like, are you serious? And it was just, I mean, he's a grown man. These guys, they look like they like 35, 40 with their pants sagging. Wow. Someone walking around with their shirt off, and you can see the underwear. I'm like, are you serious? Good God, <laughs> it just, it just, it just really, it, it, I don't know. It just, it, it just gets on my nerves to the, to the fullest. I can't even stand it. It's, <laughs> so, it is a little bit much, though. I, I mean, we we see a, it a lot. Too much. Hey, pardon me one second, Mel. I'll get you on back on in a second. I need to grab another call out of the nine one nine because my producer just pointed at me like, boy, you better tighten up. So. <laughs> We got a bunch of calls from the 919. And since we are taking calls tonight, going to the 204, baby. Um, I'm sorry, 919, last three digits, 204. You're on the air with Pudgy. How are you this evening? Hey, Pete, can you hear me? 
I can hear you great. Okay. I I called in, honestly, I think the topics are great. I thought y'all were talking about interracial dating. Talking about all that. (laughs) I have loved that. Well, I'll just, I'll go back. I'm I'm glad that you all are talking about sagging pants. And, And since we were talking about sagging pants, that's a great segue into why black women would even have to consider dating white men. Because I, I just turned 31 on Wednesday. There are men still my age sagging their bridges. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I know that everybody that is male can't be considered a man. You know, just like everybody that's female Ooh. can't be considered a woman. But, you know, it just seems to be a prevalence. Of, I live in Durham, North Carolina. It seems to be a prevalence of it in Durham where you got this a lot of males but it's not a lot of men around. And so even me, I have considered it. I, you know, I have never dated outside my race before, but just because of that factor, I would consider it. I'm not closed off to it. You know, because I would like to meet a counterpart. If if you meet me and things are covered up the way they're supposed to be and I have intelligent conversation, you know, I would like to meet my counterpart. And don't get me wrong, Pete, I know you. I, you know, I know your partners. You, you, you know great guys. But the beautiful thing is, some great black women are already married to you guys that I know who, you know, who are mm-hmm. really good men, good fathers. You guys have that down, you know. And um, I feel blessed to know you guys, to know that you're out there. But it seems that all, somebody sucked y'all up at a young age. Like somebody got you. They saw you when you were 17, and they knew you was gonna make a good man. So they was on you, you know. And so just because I don't, there are so few of you in my personal life, yeah, it would it would definitely be a consideration. Whoa. I would, I'd be open to it. Anybody want to rebut that? I mean, <laughs> I mean like, you know, I, that's tough. See, you, now, now you see how I felt, guys. Like, now you see how I felt being the elephant in the room, the only black man. I'm listening to these these women talk about the same things as Kelly's saying. And we all know it's true. I mean, I'm, and, and, I'm, and I'm not saying that aren't, they aren't white guys who do the same, but I'm just speaking from a black perspective here for a second. How do you rebut that? How do, how do you, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even know what to say to Kelly. Shout out to Kelly Smoke. I don't know what to say to her. Well, I'll I'll respond real quick if that's okay, Pudgy. Absolutely, um, open discussion. That's I mean, but to say that I mean I agree with her, but you know it's not as if us black men or males have a have a pick of the litter as well too, because we have women who have to get all made up with stuff they buy at the store instead of themselves, and then we have to call them uh, wife material. You know what I mean? So I mean, I, I understand what I understand what you're saying, but I got to keep it honest and got to keep it real on that. But it's just uh, it's just a matter we have to just. I mean, if we're gonna have a discussion, we gotta have an honest discussion, right? May I interject? May, may I just may I sure. that? Kelly, you got the floor, I, please. I'll say this then. While you while you may say you don't have the pick of the litter, if I were to ask P, P, is there a good brother out there you can hook me up with? P might be like, nah, you don't want none of my boys. The ones that's not married are not worth it. <laughs> but, but, but I bet you you can ask me, hey, Kelly, do you know a nice, I can introduce you right now to probably six or seven good women. And I'm, that's the thing. We're at, and, I, and 
not oh, know that's on your level or your caliber who is single, I can introduce you to seven black women right now to me, who are cream of the crop. They would make good wives. Um, they're not mothers before their time, you know, and, and nothing wrong with that. You know, sometimes people become mothers and, and parents before their time, but they take care of their responsibility. But I'm talking about women who have never been married. Yeah. They, 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 without children, they're professionals. They're good women. They're Christians. And I'm not just talking about, oh, I go to church, you know, so that I, I have somebody to creep with money through Saturday. <laughs> church. I'm talking about Christian women. I can do that, whereas even, even good brothers like P, I know, he don't know seven dudes like him that are single. Well, well, I'll tell you with, with the guys that I'm I'm – Friends with my closest friends, we all have our degrees. We all are professionals, and we all are striving for better. And we don't wear our pants sagging on our butts, by the way. But I mean, so I, I can say that as well too. The problem is, you can say it, and I can say it. But it's on both sides of the coin. It's not more common on one side than the other, because as a as a black male, the factor that I have to factor in is, uh, you know, who this person has been with. You know, the kid. The kid factor does factor in, even though I have a child myself, so it should factor in for you as well. So it's it's a whole lot of things that we we face together, and not it's not so much as one side or the other. If that makes makes sense. But hold but hold on hold on a second though hold hold on. See now, James, you you wrote a you wrote a book on this, brother. You're the professional in the room. I'm sure I'm sure you've interviewed and talked to various people. What do you interject for a second? What what do you say to all this, man? Because this is this is why I got you here for. I had no idea it was going to turn into this, but we were supposed to be talking about the book uh, why black people can't be Republican. But we're talking about your book sellout now and some of the things that you went through with that. And I, and I think that's okay. But brother, shine some light on the situation. Help me out because I'm speechless here. You know, this this kind of illustrates what I was saying earlier. I mean, I was saying that I have mixed feelings on the whole thing about you know, black women and and why they're dating outside the race. A lot of the reason why is because they feel like they have no other choice as opposed to black men. You know, uh, they're, I have to, I admit, I, I kind of agree with what she's saying. They're, because I've been hearing a lot of the same stories all across the country because I've done a bunch of different book, book clubs and I met a lot of different professional women, a lot of who seem like very good women, and they're saying the exact same thing. There aren't enough brothers out there or they're, they're dating, you know, Becky or something like that. But, you know, uh, a lot of brothers are, who are professional, um, I guess, I don't want to stereotype, but I guess a lot of them aren't looking for those sisters who who are on the same level. And like I was saying, the pool is very small, as opposed to if you really do a comparison with the available uh, the availability of women who are, you know, educated, who maybe have, you know, a couple kids who are forward-thinking, who you know, ambition, that kind of stuff, As, and, and compare that to the availability of men, we're, we're, we're on two different scales. You know, there, there simply is not enough of us to go around, really. And when you, and when you factor in the whole, uh, uh, the correctional system, we already know about that. You factor in brothers who are already married, uh, who get, who are gay, you know, the pool gets even smaller. So, and as a result, I keep hearing the exact same thing. A lot of sisters are saying the exact same thing she's saying. You know, uh, she she said she had like seven different sisters who are friends of hers that who are saying the exact same thing. So, um, and like I said, I mean, I I hate that to be a reason 
to jump the fence because there just enough brothers out there, aren't enough brothers out there. But at the same time, it's like you got to be happy. You know, you got to you got to be you got to do for what you can do for yourself. So if if it feels like if you feel like you want to go explore a little, you know, explore your horizons a little wider, why not go after that guy who whose skin is a little lighter than yours? Why not? He may he may be the guy for you. So one more thing, uh, my my cousin. And here's a here's a good uh, illustration of that. My cousin uh, is, is a you know dark skinned female, real tall. She's about my height. She's six two, very skinny. Uh, she's a lawyer, very professional, very you know uh, fiery uh, personality, this and that. She's dating a guy who is the exact opposite, a white guy who's five six, very mellow, um, retired military, who just everything. Their personalities, their, the way they look, personality, everything about them is completely opposite. But they are they are like the happiest couple I've ever I've ever seen. Somehow they made it work, and the reason why they're so happy is because they decided to break down those walls that allowed us to put up in regards to race. See what was out there, decided to go for it, and now they're you know they've been together for like six years, and they're happy as hell. So it's kind of funny looking at them because she's calling him, and and you know, you see him taking the pictures. <laughs> You know, she she's standing behind him, <laughs> hugging, hugging him like he's the, he's the woman. But <laughs> when, it, oh, when it works, you know, it works. It works for them. So, and I, I think a lot a lot of times if we decide to jump off that box that we put up in ourselves, that we put ourselves in, I should say, um, we may find out that happiness comes in different faces. You know what I'm saying? Oh. James Lewis, James W. Lewis, author of a book, Sell Out, and author of the book. Why black black people can't be Republican? Excuse me. The title is Black People Can't Be Republican. And uh, dropping some jewels, man. We got we got Kelly Smoke on the air. We got Mel on the air, and uh, we're having an interesting conversation. And and I just cut somebody off. I'm not sure who I cut off. Was it you, Kelly? No, I'm still here. Okay, I'm, I'm sorry about that with with the interruption. But what what did you want to say right before I uh, went back to James here? Uh, like I said, the 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 I'll put it this way. I don't think any black man ever has to consider ending up alone for the lack of being able to find a good black woman. Whereas a woman that that's a real possibility. But when it's all said and done, if a man wants to get out there and pursue, I believe he'll come up with a quality black woman if that's his desire. Now, I'm not one of these people I'm not a black woman that thinks that black men can't date out of their race. The only problem I have with anyone who dates out of their race is if they say that they won't date, they refuse to date in their own race because of something wrong with the racist, not wrong with, you know, the white race or something like that now. But if you're saying, hey, I'm not going to limit myself because, hey, at 31, I realize love is not something that comes by, you know, every day. You know, it shouldn't. I mean, I, I have a friend who, you know, I'm in love. I'm in love all the time. Every time you turn around, I said, "Don't love is a two-piece chicken dinner," you know. <laughs> you know, but my love is like lightning striking twice. It doesn't just happen, you know. And so, for for, for people who realize that love is not a two-piece chicken dinner, it just doesn't show up all the time, you know. I would say open your options because I'm certainly going to expand my horizon. I'm not looking for anything, but just saying if it comes. I'm not going to turn away a, a potentially good mate because we don't have the same race. Culture now, 
you know, culture will play a part, you know, as as, as a relationship progresses, but I'm not going to just say no because you're not black. Or I'm not going to say no because you're black, you know. Um, if, if, a, if a good brother comes along, that would be my preference. I mean, that's how I, I see my own black skin in the mirror. That's how I would visualize my family. But if it doesn't happen, you know, I'm just not going to, to to close off to other races. You sound very serious about this. And, and you know, I, I think a lot of people are, are serious about, you know, this topic and, and people are afraid to talk about it because they don't want to be considered a sellout or they don't want to be considered – uh, uh, this type of person, or you know, Uncle Tom, or you know, you know the names, man. You know, you get the names for just having a, uh, an opinion about politics or an opinion about uh, just the way things are. So I, I can imagine what you'll get when you date outside your race. Me personally, though, I could care less. Don't matter to me. It is what it is. You like what you like. You love who you love, and who you fall in love with, you have no control over that unless you force the matter. That's what I personally believe, but, you know, I don't know everything. We got to take another caller here, man. Kelly, thanks for calling. Rock, Keep rocking with us. Mel, Thank you are gone. Keep rocking with us. And we're going to take a caller out of the 301, last three digits, 273. James, you cool with it? Yes, sir. All right, going to the 301. Caller, you on the air with Pudgy and author James W. Lewis. Pudgy, what's going on, my man? What's up, what's up, what's up? <laughs> Ain't much, brother. This 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 is your old classmate from Torres Knot Middle School, uh, Brandon Hilliard. I just wanted to to, to congratulate you and uh, wish you much success on everything that you are doing. It, it is man. positive, man. Keep it moving. Yeah, Keep moving. I, I love it. I love yeah. it. Yeah. Let me understand. Let me break this down to y'all, man. This brother just said middle school. Y'all know how serious that is. Man, B, I just got out of you, Brandon, man. What's up? What's going on, brother? Ain't much, brother. Ain't, ain't, ain't much at all. Like I said, I, I'm, you know, I've been sitting back, you know, I've been watching, you know, you, you know, your growth and, you know, you're out there in the community, you know, not only saying something but actually doing something. And, and you know, that's that's real, real big, you know, you know, putting that thought-provoking, you know, uh, mind frame out to, to people. And, you know, I, I, I wish, like I said, I wish you much success. And uh, I, I hope others, you know, Give you, you know, give you the time to actually listen and you know explore other things than, than what they've heard through the media. Yeah, and I think you you do you know very well at that, brother. So you know, big ups to you. Wow, so. I can, it can get no better than that. I really, I appreciate that, man. I mean, that's that's crazy. That's that's a big shout out right there. You know, yeah, you um, know, and I, I I was looking at your you know your topic, and like I said tonight, it seemed like it was the, the perfect topic, the perfect time, and everything. So you know, I, I said I, I got to call in on this one. I oh yeah, let us know. Let us let, let us know what you think, brother. We we why we listening to this? I want to hear what you got for us. What you cooking up? And you know, for for a lot of a lot of black people, I think when they when they hear the term conservative, you know, they think white, they think rich white, and they think that you know it, it, it's. It's a mind frame that you know they don't under. Uh, I'm speaking of black people, like they don't understand. A, a conservative don't understand what you know. The, the uh, I guess the black working class or say the <laughs> black mind frame think, you know, think yeah. about. And I know for myself, uh, as a as a fiscal conservative, anyway, I sure. you know I, I consider myself uh, independent because. You know, certain things I lean more Democratic side, but you know, fiscally conservative. 
You know, mm-hmm. I, 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 I train my kids up like that, mm-hmm. you know, and because, like I said, it, it's not that I don't want them to, you know, uh, how should I say, my, my, my motto in my house is, you know what, we can't eat out every night, but we okay. can eat out when we want to. And once I explained it to my kids, I said, you know, we can't do this every night, but <laughs> when we really need to do it, we can because you know what we made cuts in other places so we can do Man. other things that we need to do oh, or or things that we want to do and that's really what a conservative is you know you make the cuts where you need to make those cuts at and like I said I, I, a lot of you know a lot of black people that I've ever ran into like I said when they, they hear the term conservative right there they you know they don't want to hear no more and they won't even give it a chance but you know my, my parents always told me hey you know, if you make some money, you need to save some money. That's, you know, that's being conservative right, right there. That's right. Yeah, you know? yeah, absolutely. So, you know, it, it, it's it's simple when you when you break it all the way down to, you know, its simplest form. And I think, you know, like I said, a lot of black people, they just, when they see that word conservative, they run from it. What, what, what makes them run, though? What, what, what makes people run from just the, the word conservative, because if you look it up in the dictionary, it, it it's it's self-proclaimed. I mean, it's very clear. Uh, I don't I don't see how people can get it misconstrued. Is is it the media or is it you know what yeah, is it? Definitely, it definitely the media. media. I, I would say it's the media. Uh, I, I didn't mean to uh, uh, cut you off. No, but, no, uh, that, that's that's wrong. Yeah. I I would say and, and and I would say it also affected me. It affected a lot of my decisions mm-hmm. on who I wanted to vote for because there there are a lot of out there who I believe give conservatives as a whole a bad name. You know, the Rush Limbaugh, the uh, sometimes uh, Sean Hannity, and, and uh, who's the other guy? Uh, uh, John Beck, I think his name is. Because mm-hmm. um, there were a lot of a lot of the conservatives of last year when I, before the uh, election were saying some off-the-wall stuff. I'm like, are you serious? Their voice is a lot louder than, you know, your your typical conservative who may who may not be as loud and and, yeah. and you got somebody like like uh matter of fact this guy uh Rush Limbaugh was deemed the head of the conservative uh, movement at one point and, and and I guess a lot of people were looking at that as and, and also the the whole birther movement the whole Tea Party birth the birther movement and trying to find out about Obama's uh birth and all this and that and he's not he's not American he's Hitler and there was way too much harmful rhetoric that I believe really uh, painting a bad picture about conservatives as a whole when I don't think that really paints the whole picture of what conservatism is. You know what I mean? So that's my opinion. Yeah, I, I, I can dig that. I can understand that. It's, um, you know, frankly, people are, people are uncomfortable, man. And, and when you, when you make unpopular claims and unpopular statements, like I do time after time after time again, um, you know, people don't like it, and then when you familiarize yourself with a particular word or a particular definition, once again, people don't like you, and it's, it's the same about being liberal. And you know, I, I'm a believer of Jesus Christ, right? And I don't, I don't, uh, I don't care who doesn't like that. I don't, I don't care about any opinions on that. That's just me, and that's my personal belief, right? So, in in saying that, I understand that for what I believe now, for what I believe, I understand that. There's a certain degree of people that you have to help, and you should want to help them. You should not want to see them in a negative light, but you also should understand that you know there are some people that you can't help, but you should try. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? And and that fits for me. And and sometimes when I get to talking about just that theory and when I apply it to society, you know, even conservatives turn their nose up and they shun it. They just don't uh, they don't appreciate what I'm saying. And, and you know, that's why I always say this, you guys, anywhere I go and when I go to speak speaking engagements, and when I interact with people, I always say that I define conservatism, me, myself and I. I don't need anybody else to define it for me. I know what I am. One guy came on the show and he come. He said, oh, you're a liberal, brother. You're a liberal. I said, call me what you may. I know what I am. You know what I'm saying? And and, and I think more people need to do that. And, and And frankly, man, people need to read a little bit more. They need to understand a little bit more and, and stop grouping and stereotyping people. That That's one of the biggest problems that we have today. And that's my problem with the whole dating issue that we've been talking about tonight, the grouping and the stereotypical bull crap that we have to go through. Because as a black man, and people ain't going to appreciate this, and a lot of y'all ain't going to like it, but that's too bad. But as a black man, I have to go through that time after time again, every single day and i guarantee you most professional black men know what i'm talking about oh yeah yeah <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah i i can definitely i can definitely uh attest to that like i said and and i've been in uh, military for 13 plus years now so like i said i i've seen that time and time again like i said once you like i said are, are a black professional like i said yeah you you definitely have to oh my it, 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 <laughs> It's a bit different, um, and then like I said, you know, you you constantly, you know, it, you know, things like that are, are constantly got to defend yourself. It's 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 one of those things though, but you know, it, it, as long as like I said, as long as you're true and you know what you are, you know, yeah, that that that, that, that stands. That yeah, stands. we do. Then, you know, then they were then they respect you as long as you know what you stand for, and that's you know, you walk the walk, you talk the talk. You know, yeah, absolutely. Like, you know who I I know who I am. Yeah, and you, you, you have, guys. You, have to, you gotta respect that. You, you guys, but but you see, we can have this conversation because it seems that 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 we're open. But what I find out is that you know when you get to talking on that accord, and and let's keep it funky when your audience is black and you get to talking like this, and I'm telling people, yeah, see, I I've, I've been in places where you know white people look me right in the face and won't speak to me, but you know what, I've been in places where black people do me the same. But when you get exactly. to talking on that accord. And you get the audience, and they get the run and cheering like they do with our president. I'm sorry, y'all. I go there sometimes. But like they do with that, it's like they're behind you now. And mm-hmm. and then here comes the grouping thing again. And But what I realize is that, and, and what you guys realize is that just because people might turn their nose up at you, I don't hark on that. You know, that that ain't, that ain't everybody. That ain't the whole entire white race. And I'm not going to even focus on that. Yeah, you know, I'll say my piece and keep it moving. I'll speak, say what up. They don't want to speak. That's fine. I'm going to keep it going. I don't even think about it anymore. Just the fact of knowing that it happens is fine. Okay, deal with it and keep it moving. Like we, when we get that audience behind us and we get to talking about that this kind of topic, our audience want to stand on that. And before you know it, that's the focal point of, of their life. It's like what you hear every single day. Yeah, that time that white person didn't speak to me. Yeah, that none of them white people want to speak. And, and you know, that's what I'm sick of. Like, that's what I think. That's where we have to evolve. And and when I opened up the show, that's a lot of what I was saying is that, you know, we got to get out of our groups, man. And if you want to go on that side, and, and, and I said earlier, if you want to know what the CEO knows, go where the CEO goes. 
You know, get to know a CEO. Read read the same books the CEOs read. Go back to school. Do what you got to do, but don't sit here and look at that group and say, you know what, they won't even come over here and speak to us. You take your ass over there and speak to them. <laughs> exactly, exactly. You know, it's you gotta simple. Yep. I, 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 ooh, I agree. Uh, ooh, that's, that, that hit home there. That, that, that's funny um, that you said it that way because I remember um, a couple years ago uh, when I was living in an apartment, you know, six, seven years ago, you know, most of my friends at that time, you know, they were, you know, mostly probably 90% black. And as I, you know, began to move up and, and, and rank and everything, you know, my friend base became a little more, um, uh, I guess, expanded or whatnot. And so, you know, I became, you know, really good friends with, you know, quite a few white people. And it's crazy, but the white people actually helped me learn more about buying my first house and put me in that kind of a, of arena and telling me, hey, this is what you should do. And everything they told me was, was true. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Like I said, of all the black friends I had, like I said, they were, you know, not saying that they didn't want to achieve anything, but that just wasn't their zone. And so once I, like I said, once I expanded my own thinking and, you know, you know, listen to them, hey, it, everything they told me worked out perfectly. And, and 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 to this day, a lot of them, you know, they they are, you know, just just great, you know. But like I said, I, I, I gave them time, they gave me time. So like I said, you you can't just group, you know, once you start grouping yourself and, and, and leaving yourself, you know, not wanting to hear what what others, you know, have to offer, you know, uh, you, you just set yourself back so so much further than, than, than what you could ever imagine. And that's, to me, that's really what it's about, actually just listening to someone and then forming your opinion before, no doubt. you know, yeah, you know yeah. before you just write them off or not wanting to listen. And I think for, for you know, especially for us black people, like I said, you start talking, you know, politics and, you know, about conservative, you know, conservatism and all that kind of stuff. They don't even want to hear it, mm-hmm. and you know they may agree with it if they actually listen and you know maybe did a little research on it or whatever. They they would understand it, but you know, sometimes you know if it ain't pro Obama, they don't even want to hear it. And unfortunately, <laughs> you know that's just what it is. And like I said, he ain't gonna do everything good for the black people. It's just impossible. So you you know you have to. Open yourself up to, to to listen to something else. So, you know that that that's me on my soapbox. <laughs> you gotta you gotta listen. You gotta listen. You know, people from different forms of life see different. You know, see things differently. And you know, sometimes you can put yourself in their shoes, or like I said, you just listen. It, it's amazing what listening could actually could actually do. What that could actually teach you, and you know, expand your mind, and you know, give you a seed to 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 you know to grow on. So uh, that's big right there. And and speaking on listening to folks, um, just let you guys know we're on the air with James Lewis. Also on the call with my man, Brandon from way, 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 way back. (laughs) Want to welcome all the listeners out there to the bonus hour KRP radio show. Um, at this point, folks, we end the show when we end the show. So we're going to keep it moving, and uh, we're going to close the show here pretty soon. Um, Brandon, before you go, man, you got any shout-outs, brother? Because, you know, you got to get some shout-outs. That's what we do over here. Well, you know what? I, I, I want to shout-out, you know, to, uh, I guess, to, to, to the hometown, uh, Wilson, North Carolina. You know, it's been a long time since I actually lived there. Uh, but, uh, you know, that's that's the place where, you know, uh, we started at. 
Yeah. And, you know, that, 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 that has made me into the man that I am today, you know, wanting to get away from there and actually expand my mind <laughs> to different horizons, you know, because there's a, there's a lot more world out here than, than Wilson, North Carolina. So, okay. You know, just, just, yeah, just, just that in general. <laughs> and all the people there, you know, I, I still still got love for them, but, uh, you know, that's the place where, you know, that seed was growing and, you know, so. B.I.G. B.I.G. Yeah, no. hey, hey, shout Brandon. out to Wild Awake. Hey, Brandon. Yeah. Hey, man, thanks for your service. You said you was in the you service for 13 years? Yeah, 13 and a half. Yep, just, just wow. Yeah, thank you. Yep. Man, thank you, man. Thank you, my brother. And, and James, thank you, too, thank brother. I, I forgot. Can we get a round of applause for these gentlemen? Appreciate you guys' service, man. Def, definitely appreciate you guys' service. Ser- I mean, seriously, man, if you, if you guys go to KRP, K-I-R-P radio show dot com. Right under, and and I know you guys aren't under anything. My military brothers, you guys aren't under anything. But right underneath the banner, we have, you know, where we really support the troops. Because, you know, that's something I believe in. The, the, the site looks like military fatigue. It's in military colors. I mean, that's something we really promote. And, you know, you guys are B.I.G. in our book, man. Fighters of the world and definitely protectors of America, man. And I'm all about that. So I definitely appreciate your service, Brandon and James. I appreciate your service too, sir, after retiring in the military. So B.I.G. shout out to you guys. Appreciate it, brother. All right. We're going to move along here, Brandon, man. Appreciate you calling in. Hope you're calling again real soon. Shout out. No doubt, my brother. We'll hear from you soon. All righty. James, man, you know, we covered three of your books, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that we plan on, you know, covering all three of them, man, but, you know, we covered three of your books, two, one book more so than anything, and, uh, you know, I, I just want, you know, people want to know how they can get a hold of the book on here, man. I'm getting texts, I'm getting tweets, and people want to know how they can get a hold of your book. I guess they didn't hear that early on in the show, but if you will, uh, let the folks know. My web, you can find me at my website. That's the best way to, to find out about me and my website, uh, about, about me and my, my books. Uh, JamesWLewis.com. That's J-A-M-E-S, the letter W, uh, L-E-W-I-S.com. Uh, you can find out about me and, and my books and what I'm doing. I also have a, uh, uh, my publisher website. I'm, I'm also a part owner of a, a, a publishing company called the Pantheon Collective. Um, you can go to that website, too, PantheonCollective.com. Uh, my my Facebook page, that's another good place to find me. Um, and like I was telling you, I'm, I'm schizophrenic, so I, I deal with health <laughs> issues and health and fitness and also do, deal with author issues at the same time, all on the same Facebook page. So it's, it's, it's called Author Trainer James W. Lewis.com. So that's basically, you know, me being an author and a personal trainer at the same time. So Sure, sure, sure. Uh, author Trainer, okay, James W. Lewis, okay. Yeah, and you, oh yeah, uh, Twitter. I'm on Twitter. B i g l e w one nine seventy one. Big Lou nineteen seventy one. Yes, sir. And yeah, uh, like yeah those are those are the main spots you can find me. Hit me up. We're gonna um. James, man, I'm I'm going to tug on you as much as possible, man. I, I'll be contacting you. I'll try my best, or or you know, I'll get my staff to contact you early. And uh, when we have uh, shows that are surrounding one of your schizophrenic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> things that you have going on here we'll try to peg you man and you know maybe bring you on for 20 minutes or so we won't keep you like we did all night you know tonight was actually featuring you so you know a, a bit longer show but you know we'll try to reach out more often man because i definitely like what you're doing 
And, uh, you know, by the way, man, I know a lot of people who are writing books and, you know, they're looking for publishers. So, you know, maybe we can talk about that and, and maybe work something out with that as well. What do you think? Yeah, that's not, uh, that's definitely. We uh, we started our company a couple of years ago and we've been expanding pretty much every year as far as doing our books and, and other services. So this this particular year is the first year where we're going to try to publish somebody else because there's three of us. Mm-hmm. We all have our own books. We uh, we publish our own books. We start our own thing, and now we're looking at expanding into author services and hopefully publishing another author starting this year. So yeah, most definitely. I love it, man. We we'll, we we'll definitely keep in touch, and you definitely got my email. So um, let's stay in touch, man. You're a good brother, and I love what you're doing out there. I love your perspective and how even killed you kept it in your book, man. James W. Lewis, author, folks, of a book entitled Sellout. And a book that I love the most that, you know, I, I don't know if you guys have read it, but uh, a book entitled Black People Can't Be Republican. It's a group of short stories, some that will make you laugh because I know you've been in conversations like that before and uh, some conversations you probably overheard. Well, he brings it to life in his book and it's easy to read. So, folks, you want to get a hold of that, make sure you go to jameswlewis.com and uh get yourself a copy of this book man because you know it's what 98 pages something like that 100 pages definitely a good read folks so check him out James W Lewis author James before you go brother we don't let people go unless they give a shout out so yeah, I want to uh, give a shout out to you first and foremost I appreciate what you're doing thank you for having me I also yeah. want to give a shout out to all my fellow veterans out there thank you for fighting a good fight and uh and all my writers, all my writers who are, who are trying to hold it down, trying to follow their dreams, publish books out there. And uh, anybody who's out there just doing it big, trying to, you know, basically ignore all the haters and mm-hmm. just following their own dreams, I, I would give a shout-out to all you guys and, and females. <laughs> <laughs> and, and females. You definitely had to throw that in there real quick because somebody will tweet me like, look, he didn't give us a shout-out, and you know how that goes, man. But uh, shout-out to all the ladies out there. Hey, James, shout out to you, man, B.I.G. in my book, and uh, we'll hear from you again real soon. How about that? Yeah, I appreciate that. I'm ready for you. Thank you. All right, my brother, we are out of here. Thanks, everybody, for listening to the KIRP Radio Show with our feature guest, James W. Lewis, author of a book entitled Sellout, and a book entitled... Can we get a, can we get a pause on that? Because I, I, I need to get both of the, both of the titles of the book. <laughs> Black people can't be Republican, uh, sell out. And there's another book entitled, can we get a title for that? Okay, I don't have it right this moment. I apologize, folks. But look him up, Google him, do whatever you got to do. Check him out. His name is James W. Lewis. And my name is Pudgy, at NC Pudgy on Twitter, at KIRP Radio Show on KIRPRadioShow.com. Also, and we're also on Facebook. That's Facebook.com backslash KIRP Radio Show. Please check us out, folks. Add us, tweet us, do whatever you got to do, man. We definitely try to respond to you guys and uh, show us a little bit of love out there. If you if you could show us a little bit of love, we would definitely appreciate it. We are out of here. We're going to leave you with a little bit of Bootsy Baby. Bootsy Baby. That's how he said. But um, shout out to everybody out there, man. We'll listen to you guys. We'll hear from you guys next week on the KIRP Radio Show. Thanks for listening. One love.
Yeah, we do with this time. I go for mine. I get to shine. Now throw your hands. 